dimension of meditation, the medium of it uh, is opening up a particular domain um, that is sometimes missed in the common discourse of what we take our experience to be. Where we might figure we have a physical experience, sensorial, very much materiality, solid, sense contact, yeah. We have thoughts, immaterial, not solid. And we have emotions, also not solid, and separate realms. Some material, some immaterial. It's kind of a bit broken, isn't it? And how they don't really fit together. Uh, now, in uh, the realm of contemplation, you begin to access a common denominator called the fine material, which is energy. Okay? Just pausing on what we what we mean by energy, but fine material realm. It's sort of like, it's a certain substance, you can definitely sense it, and yet it's not a solid, lumpy thing. But actually, your thinking is powered by that, your emotions are powered by that, and your body is powered by that. Yeah. And your drives... And your urges are powered by that. And your fears are powered by that. And your loving kindness and compassion are powered by that. And your breathing in and out is powered by that. And that medium can be trained. So this roughness and its impulsiveness and its raggedness and its woundedness and its fracturedness is healed. This is just really pragmatic. You know, it's really very pragmatic, realistic, it's not sort of like a hobby or a technique, although you can use, you might, we generally would require some kind of techniques to do the work, that work. This is the substance of our life. We're not lumps of meat with the thinking pops out of. I mean, it doesn't fit together at all. But you can't deny that there are these physicalities that actually what you experience directly is not what you see with your eyes, that's what other people see you as. What you experience your body directly as is this heating, warming, pressurized, tense, vibrant, sluggish, you know, experience 
Yeah? And it doesn't, doesn't have the visual shape to it. Kaya. And uh, Rupa. Shape. There's a form there. But that form is very like a candle flame. It's got a shape to it, but the shape is subtly shifting and changing because it's an energetic shape. And, uh, yeah. And so for the uh, untrained, unskilled person, there's nothing they can do about that. It's how it is. And it's perhaps not even on the, the agenda. Um, something to deal with. Mm. But when we begin to okay, get into our, our emotional patterns, and their energies, their ability to flood, rush, surge, sink, overwhelm, delight, make tender, beautiful, powerful stuff. And we go to the feeling of it. It feels pleasant or unpleasant. That's so, that's so changeable and slippery. But actually, it's not exactly the pleasantness that counts, or the unpleasantness, but the energy of it. And how much that can affect us. In fact, if we really uh, clearly, our sense of self itself is shaped by those energies. As an empirical, as a here and now experience, you know, can I actually dis- take an, a, a solid entity called myself and have it distinct? from these energetic processes. A self that doesn't feel anything, that has no impressions at all. No, this apparent self is always, it's got an angle to it, it's, it's inspiring, it's aspiring, it's despairing, it's uncertain, it's always being moved, shifted, trembled, it's being shaped by these patterns. And it, if we take that as an independent entity, that doesn't know how to deal with these patterns because it's the result of these patterns. And those patterns are changing, shifting, of course. But you never know when one of them is going to suddenly come rushing in through the door and some wave comes crashing in. Fear, that hurt, being rejected, whammo, or the body, suddenly, you know, sickness, energies go crazy, death, which waits for us all, fear of it, resistance to it, these energies, shifting it driving us along, or driving something along. What are they driving along? 
within all that shape some sense of knowingness I know I'm, I know I'm feeling overwhelmed I know I'm uncertain I know I'm eager I know I'm excited I know I'm feeling happy or unhappy I know I am what I am changes but the I know bit the constant reference if it wasn't known it wouldn't be happening if it's happening it's known that, that is chitta That's one way of talking about it. And so it's really helpful to, you know, take track, track, track that and realize this has to be your axis, your mooring post, your touchstone. the quality or the sign or the space or the point that you can keep returning to even though at first it seems pretty impotent but actually that you know, from that place there's the ability to start to make some shifts and changes because wisdom arises when that knowingness turns to these currents and tides and says hmm, I'm not interested in that and there's a withdrawal of energy or this I feel I'd like to go for and there's a directing when it can direct energy through acknowledging taking interest uh, inclining putting more emphasis on certain points it has the power to amplify energy and to subdue it not so much through an act of the will but just through careful sustained attention where we're finding the tide is the most benevolent giving attention to that recognizing that may change that our faith is we have to for our own welfare to follow to give attention to those tides those energies that brighten uh, lessen the turbulence Um, so this is the beginning of the cultivation and it's interesting it's the power of that give where one gives attention the wise placing of attention and this uh, it's it's obviously it's connected to right view right, right attitude Sama Diti, Sama Sankapo. 
I talked about some are fulfilling view, the view that there is the skillful and the unskillful, and you can detect these in these tides, in these energies. This is going to just a frazzle. This is going to nowhere useful. This is actually enriching. How does that know? Because the ties that enrich tend to integrate rather than disintegrate, rather than fracturing. So part of us is leaning out to the sense world, part of us is tugging against it. And part of us, some energies are fighting with other energies. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, thinking mind is, is dislocating itself from the body, from the embodiment experience. And emotions are hating the thinking mind. <laughs> and the body is just going numb. You know, that's no good. How do these come together? So, oh well, well how do they come together? Mm-hmm. So, this is called this uh, process of careful attention, Yonisoma Nisikara. Mm. So, so, give careful attention to how does this thinking feel? Huh? What do you mean? I'm thinking about what I've got to do tomorrow. Yeah, yeah but how does that feel? What? <laughs> no, I really know, want to know what to do I'm supposed to be doing here. I, I know that's what the thinking wants to do, but how does it feel? Um, okay, well I guess it feels sort of uh, it's impatient, isn't it? It's, it's, it's restless, isn't it? It's something like that. That's not an accusation, just the sense, the feeling of that thought process. It's busy, it's pushing. Okay, now we're getting back to the common medium. We're, we're realizing thought as an energy. Whatever it says, feel the energy of it. Okay? You feel the energy of it, and then you begin to get this sense of... And, um, do you like that energy? Is that... Do you enjoy it? Is it agreeable? How how do you sense that? How do you feel about that? Um, It feels kind of constantly hungry. Or just running around in circles. I don't like it very much at all. Uh So that's the heart. That's an emotional response. So whether you like it or dislike it, it doesn't really matter. But at least you're referring it. Instead of proliferating around it. Instead of adding to it or even reacting to it. Okay, so now we've kind of put a loop around that, that thought process. We haven't taken a sword to it, cut it up, annihilated it, nor have we proliferated around it. We just draw a loop around it and say, this is an experience of energy. Could be the brain breathing. Maybe that's what brains do. They do all this stuff. Could be very useful. But how does it feel? Okay. So as soon as we ask the question, how, do, how does it feel? That's, that's a sympathetic response, isn't it? Right. 
That's a sympathetic response. It's not judgmental. It's just interested. How, how, is, how does that feel? So we're applying sympathetic awareness. Okay. And then that quality. Sympathetic awareness. What does it need? What does it need? That's a sympathetic response, isn't it? It needs to feel... Oh! It needs to feel safe. That's why it's doing all this planning and thinking. It needs to feel secure. Right? That's why it's doing all this stuff. That's why it's adding things up. Or it needs to feel entertained. So it's creating all these images and ideas. It needs some happiness. Oh, okay. So let's (laughs) hold it steadily and with a kind of sympathetic attention. Gently. Steadying, steadying the energy. It's okay. What gives it stability? What will help to provide that? Body comes in. You need something solid. Here's this sense of body energy breathing in, breathing out. That's pretty steady, isn't it? That's not something you have to concoct, make happen. That's not something you have to be good at or figure out. It's there. It's providing steady, stable energy. So let's just breathe or let that energy touch our thinking. How does that happen? Well, once you've sensed the energy of the thinking mind, you've translated it in a way. You've transformed it into energetic patterns. Quite turbulent, brisk maybe. That energetic pattern and the energetic process of the breathing, which is a steady tidal thing, you just bring them together. And how you sustain that is through quality called heart. It's loving, harmonizing, seeks unity, allows, is you know, not Dismissing, not judging, not craving for anything. It's just a very generous allowing that covers everything. Settling into that process, be mindful, bear that in mind, be present with this. It's strange, doesn't make sense on a rational level, 
but we've left the rational world the world of disconnected thoughts and we're not dwelling in the material world we're dwelling in this other realm which unites everything but which most of us have never really comprehended or exercised so there's quite some learning to do what are the rules, what are the laws what's the process of this fine material realm well meet widen, soften meet it, widen, soften breathe breathe through it breathe into it let that energy move through with its rising tide and its discharging tide and its open spaces you could even make it simpler than that just meet what arises widen to include everything include body include a heartful sympathetic attitude and include whatever you're meeting it's a a worry, a concern, an emotional discomfort, a resistance, fear, I don't know what's going on, meet that, that's an energy. Know how to meet it is not a grab hold of it from a domination point of view, it's meet it from a loving point of view. which is just, how are you? what's helpful here? what's needed? that's the way you meet things properly not what are you doing here? (laughs) and why why are you like this? and how long are you going to stay for? I thought you were supposed to be impermanent (laughs) hurry up and go away well that's not the way you meet things that's not a meeting is it? Imagine meeting other people like that. Do you meet yourself like that? Hurry up and drop dead. (laughs) Let's get a bit of ego destroying going on. Get rid of your ego. Thank you. So we, we can conjure up these kind of scenarios of conquest and defeat and uh, you know, and transcending and liberating and fathoming and analysis and understanding. These are these these terms have their uses, but just feel the energy of it. Realize that the wo- world of words is a very slippery realm. Words are not a direct experience. It's they're the the first language that we have it's not words it's the movement of energies feeling life rising into us feeling heartbeat around us feeling held in something feeling safe movements out 
You know, so you, you're kind of really using this, this appropriate attention, minimizing the words as to how is this taking an interest and some way of, of very simply placing it. Right? This feels like tense pressure. Feels like something is absent, sucking down, falling down. So the words of the heart are generally minimal. Words of the brain are infinite. When you get to the heart of the matter, you have one word. That's another simple rule of thumb. If you've got more than one word, you're thinking about it. That's not going to work. That's constructing more thoughts around it. You get down to the one word, which is pressure, or hate, or wavery, or tight, or... Then you've got what's called the felt sense. And you're referring to just how the energy of the mind or the heart, how it's moving. And then very directly, you're able to respond to that. What does that need? Tight needs space. Even don't even provide the word, just provide the attitude of because the attitude, this is metta, what do you need? Right? It may not have the word metta in it, <laughs> but the energy how can I help? Right? That energy is called is that's it, isn't it? Or karuna. These are very powerful, reliable healing energies. Thinking mind's not going to do it for us. Mm-hmm. So every time one can begin to respond, then the, the sense of, uh, and we've begun to fortify the heart with energies of, of Virtue, which is a very straight quality, you know, ethical sensitivity. Now, you could say, well, that's the kind of energy is that? Well, it's called upright, Urju. Uh-huh. And it's said to tremble for the welfare of beings. Something that Trembles and resonance is that's energy, isn't it? Something that has that, that quality to it, vibrant, that rises with happiness for the welfare of others, that opens with concern the welfare of others. Now we can call that emotion and mood, which is true, but can you also experience? That is an energetic shift. Before, one was tense and defensive and puzzled and, and that, which was quite hard and tense and sort of 
tangled and that moved into something that wasn't. It was kind of open and it shifted. That's an energetic shift. This is how we can enter this realm. And uh, though it's sort of, you know, it's difficult, (laughs) it's a language you haven't used, sounds kind of weird. Uh, When you use words to describe it, it sounds very strange. This is the process that uh, is about taming, cultivating, prolonging, extending these qualities, these heart qualities, jitta qualities. And it, rather than just go off into a, that was the interesting incident, now it's over, you know, got past that or that's changed you stay with the energy of it that place where it was tight and resolute and tangled and now it, we've done a little bit of relaxing or releasing or, or whatever and something shifts you stay with it stay with the shift you can detect that sense of something opening or clearing and lightening stay with it stay with it Then they get the wash of happiness, quiet, peaceful happiness. Energetic tide has lost its fury. It's now just the steady, soothing, contented. Stay with it. So it's not over. It's never over. It just changes. And uh, changes into qualities that are serene and sustaining. This process, uh, you know, deep attention, being able to simply inquire, label, know, Acknowledge, acknowledge, there is that which can acknowledge what's happening. Okay, first point. Second point, acknowledge it, just what does it feel like? Doesn't matter how it feels, how it feels, but the fact that we're beginning to translate it from something conceptual into something you know directly felt. Now how do you meet it? Possible to meet it. And the basic advice is going to be that if it's um, troubled you don't like it. <laughs> you know, if you doesn't understand it one can feel 
frightened, anxious. What's this? I don't know what this is about, but I don't feel very good about it. I don't feel calm. I don't feel whole. I don't feel peaceful. I feel disturbed. This shouldn't be happening. Well, there it is. It's happening. So, there's resistance to meeting things. They're unpleasant, weird. There's resistance to it. Meet resistance. This is that. Oh no. Oh no, I was trying to get quiet. Now that's happening. Oh no, I'm trying to get steady. Now this is disturbing. I can't concentrate now. I don't want this. That's the resistance. Meet the resistance. Feels like this. Tight. Wavery. Loss of faith. No confidence. Uncertain. Help. What am I supposed to do? How does that feel? What does it need? What does it need? Reassurance. Stay, stay. Feel your body. Then that everybody gets this. Open to it. And that opening becomes possible when you have a piece of ground you can stand on. A place where you can, you know, okay, I don't understand what's going on, why it's going on, when it's going to go away, how it came here, but I'm here. Okay. Then we've got a place to stand. The here-ness is bodied, embodied. That's why it's so important, in my opinion, (laughs) in this practice, to have that embodied basis, because that provides the fundamental here. Then here, when I'm here, from here I can be with this. And this, we call it the basic okayness. It's okay to be with this. It's not great to be with this. It's not what I like or want, but I can be with this. That's enough. That's enough. Remind remind yourself of that. Remember that. It's okay. You can be with this. And ask, is it possible to be a little more willing to meet what is happening, even your resistances. Widen, widen your attention. Include your whole body, the whole field of energy, as you, however you experience it. Soften your attitude, so you're not in a hurry. And you're not trying to cut things and hack things and dump things and eliminate things. 
and allow processes to unravel. Well, they will do. They will do. And the beauty of this is nobody doing it. And so it's a very holistic experience because there is somebody doing it. The somebody doing it is an energy, another one. It's going to create more turbulence. And unfortunately, this is the kind of peace that uh, can remain the sense of the doer, the meditator. Which sure occurs to all of us. The meditator, then the meditator has to meditate. The meditator has to meditate because that's what the meditator is. The meditator is that which has to meditate. The meditator has to be mindful. The meditator has to be able to cut through his attachments. The meditator has to be cut off her feelings. And the meditator has to let go of this. <laughs> you know, eventually the meditator says, I'm tired of all this. <laughs> Let's download some Netflix instead. <laughs> because the meditator, in a way, is a, it's another piece of energy that isn't, is not being properly released mm-hmm. but there's knowing which is not a person is it the knowingness is not a person it's not a meditator and so there's no particular program there's no attainment or achievement it's just knowing acknowledgement mm-hmm. And then sympathetic, how is this? How does it feel? Complex psychologies can arise. You know, my sense of obligation, my sense of having obligation or being inadequate, emotion of feeling inadequate, failure. How's that? Rather than, you know, but believing in it or eliminating it, just how, how does that feel? Kind of uh, t- old and tired. It's been going on for a long time. It's an old, tired one, isn't it? The one who's been doing this for 20 years, making the same sense of can't make things work, can't get it going, tried, old, tired, failing, (laughs) can't, get down to one word, old. One of those would do. <laughs> oh wow, that sounds tough. <laughs> How's that? Oh, unpleasant. I don't want to be old and tired. 
So just oh, listening to that widen. Okay. Oh, tired, failing. Ah, oh, how is that? Yeah. Getting more interested. Walk closer to that which is old and tired. Closing, getting very close to it. That's loving kindness. Starts to crystallize around the pain. And the, the beauty of this process is that properly met, the difficulty by itself, if it's properly met in the energetic domain, the difficulty catalyzes the remedy. Because we're dwelling in the realm of sympathy, sympathetic awareness. So if you're dwelling in that realm, and you stay in that, in that context, you stay in that, with that, that quality, widening, softening, meeting, then the failure of our life, that sense, which I never want to really, I really want to not be a failure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. So this meeting that, then, that quality begins to catalyze kindness or compassion. I don't know which. I'm interested. You know, next time one of those comes up, I'm going to try to get a photograph of it. But maybe that wouldn't be the best idea. Maybe it's just, just to let the sympathetic awareness process it rather than me. Because sometimes it, it's surprising. You know, I set myself up to have a nice, you know, warm-hearted, lovely, loving kindness. Instead, it just becomes, I've had enough of this. What? <laughs> just becomes quiet strength. Like, just, just, let's just get back to the centre. Oh, and the energy just move, moves out of that, that formation, that, that citta sankara, that heart formation. You never quite know. That's what makes it so interesting. Essentially, it seems to, when we hear because what's occurring is the called chitta sankharas, these are heart formations, yeah. and they are, you know, programs, energetic programs as heart. Frustration, frustration, 
when am I ever going to get this thing finished? When am I going to finally get through this stuff? When am I finally going to get it so that I'm not getting so uptight all the time? <laughs> and then, okay, let's always meet that. Sometimes you just get this inner chuckle starts happening. If you weren't expecting, I was expecting to cut through and eliminate and cut off, and instead something just started laughing. What? <laughs> and then the, the laughter just shakes it all, shakes it all out of its stiffness, out of its seriousness, out of its, you know, self-importance. It just starts to shake it, and the thing dissolves. You realise you're just making something out of nothing. Yeah. don't need to do that anymore. So it's kind of mysterious. Um, but we <laughs> so, but, so we enter with no predictable result. We don't enter with a sense of, well, I'll deal with this and then I'll get over it and come out the other side. No, it's our meat, what arises because it is arising and to know how to meet it's this simple one word and then get that word and then establish presence of the body body there here non-proliferation not adding more thoughts to it restrain the thinking process meet these layers of I shouldn't be like this. You know, the various levels of resistance, the sense of something's wrong. You know, meet, this is dukkha. Meet this. Dukkha has to be understood. You know, so, in meeting that, what's what's needed here? This opening. So that that tangled, tight energy has got some space to release itself. And the quality of craving, which we never really noticed, that was driving the whole thing. The craving to be something. The craving to find an answer. The craving for pleasant feeling. Craving for this, the craving for that, which we never really acknowledged, it switches off. Because it's a, an energy that can only cause more struggle. When that switches off, the gridlock of the energy starts to unravel. And some release. Let's take some time for direct practice.